You are listening to the Sweet 929 Podcast Network, only on Spotify. You're listening to Redesign, Rebuild, Reclaim, presented by Sweet 929. All guests appear courtesy of Tech We Like. Chuck Holiday is your host. My guest today, and, and I say this with most of my guests, but today's guest, this is really crazy. <laughs> there is not one single title I can attach to this guest. She does everything, everything behind the camera, in front of the camera, in front of the mic, behind the mic, everything. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> everything. I mean, there is a boss and then there is a final boss mm-hmm. and this woman literally represents final boss my guest today is mo brown mo brown sugar sugar productions it is a pleasure to have you on i have been trying to get you on this <laughs> podcast but i don't know how long now and uh, with all due respect I, I i had to hold out to get this going because i said <laughs> there's no way i can do this season and not have mo on this show yes i am happy to be here <laughs> thank you thank you i appreciate you doing this i don't take any of that for life for granted <laughs> yes oh thank you i receive it definitely uh, first and foremost you have been doing this since high school let's 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 get this out of the Mm-hmm. You have been doing all of this all world talent since high school, and I'll say even before because we we went. I remember my parents taking me to a lens crafters commercial. I was like eleven, so wow. <laughs> yeah. But we'll say professionally. Um, you know what? You know what? Your dad mentioned that at Black Men Excel three years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, he mentioned that I had to work Black Men Excel. Uh-huh. And your dad actually mentioned that on a panel discussion that he was <laughs> running around taking you to to some stuff. He was trying to figure it all out. So to speak. <laughs> he, was. And he said he knew he had talent. He said he knew he had some 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 things to think about on his hands because he said he knew this was going to be a regular thing for you. Yeah, I, I I can see how he would say that. It was definitely interesting. They always had me in a program, in a show, in rehearsal, writing, uh, art galleries, you name it. That's, wow. that's Yeah, we grew up very artsy. And knowing that we could do anything. Like, not trying to sound corny right off no, the bat, I mean- but... That's no, exactly no, how it right. was. I mean, that—that's what we want to. That's the way we want to feel, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, now <laughs> take me back to you know those. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to go too in depth, but you know, just being able to be exposed to this stuff and and you know, growing up in New York City and and it was crazy growing up. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine what you had to deal with as a woman, mm-hmm. as a black woman at that. Um, you know, I had to deal with a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up in the in the late '80s, early '90s, um, just take me back to now being exposed to a lot of this stuff, and then just really seeing other things. You know, did you really did you gain an appreciation for this early on, um, knowing that this was something different, and, and in terms of you know the outside world and stuff like that? Yes, for sure. I uh, the reason why is because we're so we're, i'm jamaican we're jamaican my family's yes. jamaican my mother's side and 
where we're from, it's literally like soil, a little cottage house with tin roof. You know, although I am grateful for our farm, our land that we've had, but it was very, uh, you know, I don't want to use the word poor because, you know, my grandmother gave us love and we would, we were able to take a fruit off the tree, you know, yes. in the yard. But some of the things that I'm accomplishing here, some, some people couldn't even imagine doing from where we're from. We're from St. Mary, Jamaica. And okay. it is, there's dirt roads. There's still no pavement. People still, you know, don't have, they don't have a lot. Like the pipes were cut, things like that. So having to experience not having much and i don't want to say it in a way where everybody you know because everybody's story is like we didn't grow up with nothing we didn't grow up with much but it's different when it's island based like it's very very different <laughs> i know people will say hardship is hardship but when you have to make sure you get water at a certain time because yes. the pipes were shut off you know or when you have to wash your clothes outside in a basin it and, and you know you're singing a song and you you can't um, they can't imagine like selling out concerts and things like that. So definitely, you know, being in New York and traveling back and forth, I, I learned the appreciation. <laughs> I learned the appreciation. Oh yeah, for no, it. I I totally understand. Look, my grandparents yeah. grew up in, in um, Johannesburg and they didn't have toilets, so I totally oh, wow. understand. Yeah, so I totally get it. So totally understand. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it's it's quite interesting, you know. Uh, there aren't many yes we have a lot of artists that come from Jamaica but I I don't really know many black women producers no you know yes we have our rappers our singers but I can't think of any honestly that's a that is an interesting thing I yeah. can't think of any so I am you know I'm making it my duty to to show that hey you can come from this dirt soil here and live the life of your dreams and and you know a lot of people think that the, your dream is always to just be like denzel but there's there's more <laughs> your happiness is more than that you know <laughs> it's more so and, yeah and let's, and let's talk about that because a lot of people usually um just want to be in front of a camera or a mic or whatever and that's it mm -hmm. they don't have any interest you know behind the scenes and you've taken mm -hmm. a liking and an interest to things behind the scenes all things behind the scenes i mean yeah. producing your bodega segments mm -hmm. and and working with artists and voiceover yeah. work and film um, festivals oh God, yeah, and, and, yeah <laughs> pilots for network so much stuff you have going on here, so <laughs> well let's let's say this that, so we can you know get it right mo brown sugar i'm a film director and producer host actress i produce music i also have music that's been out so i've been a singer and i do performance coaching and of course a voiceover beast so with with all of this goodness i have a mentorship program that i run with sugar productions too so i always like to give back to the community i work with opportunities for a better tomorrow which uh they work with mentees and the youth and it's been it's been really nice working with some of the young people and teaching them about film and being an actress because a lot of them want to be actors <laughs> and then you know others they like to edit and things like that so it's 
all things film and entertainment. Sugar Productions is a film and entertainment company. And I started it in 2010 when the when we were in a recession. Stock market yes. went down 2008. And I remember I was I was a promotional model. I come off tour with the Classical Theater of Harlem and I was working an event with, you know, all this nice fancy cars. We were on Wall Street and I saw all of these people coming out of their the office buildings, their ties were disheveled and, you know, they just faces were red. And I was like, what's going on? And some random person was like, the stock market crashed. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm all young and shit like, oh, what's going on? So, you know, the stock market crashed. I'm like, what? what's happening? And then the Broadway shows started closing down. Theater companies started shutting down. And there wasn't a lot of opportunities for my friends and myself as actors during this time because people didn't have the money to spend on frivolous activity. You know, so I created a short film called Sealed with two friends of mine. And we put it in a few festivals and that was my first that was my directorial debut 2009 wow. and we won some festivals and i was like oh shit, i can do this like for real, for real. <laughs> and yeah and then all of a sudden i i decided okay i sat down with myself and with my experience of being a choreographer because i used to choreograph for the jackie robinson center sure uh, we worked did. with the brooklyn steppers and all kind of fun stuff i said i like putting things together i like producing things i like having the show like grand and big how can i how what can i do with myself that's going to allow me to bring all of the moving parts and gifts that i i have within me and have it make sense as a whole because sometimes you love to do four things and i've spent I've spent years working on my crafts with an S. It's not, you know, some people say jack of all trades, master of none. No, I've spent time within each one. And when I sit at the table, I bring a lot to the table. How do I know? Because I have amazing friends. Absolutely. <laughs> amazing Absolutely. Things, and that's important. Know? That's very important. Yeah. So I said, how am I going to, to gather all of this here between hosting the shows between touring in, in theater and creating in film and doing voiceovers and I just like things just started coming opportunities just started coming my first project with sugar productions when I you know filled out the paperwork for the <laughs> for the company and everything you know they were like oh do legal zoom I was like nah I'm just gonna read through everything I want to make sure I understand every single thing I had my my lawyer help me uh create sugar productions I was very intentional about what I was going to do. I said I was going to shoot music videos for artists and I was going to take care of them. I was going to be booking artists for shows as we are uh, creating our films. And it worked out. Wow. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. But I created a business plan when I first started. I, That's key. Yeah. When the, when the stock market crashed and all that stuff was happening, I said to myself, okay, you cannot work yourself like a ragamuffin. What are you gonna do? I've never told anyone this, but I'm gonna tell you because I feel like it, I, I feel like it can help someone. You know, if if they're thinking that they can't do anything, no matter what age. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself, being that there is lack of work right now, what can I do? Okay, I file for unemployment. Unemployment is your money. A lot of people are ashamed and think that unemployment is a no, bad thing. No, it's, it's your, like you it's said, your, it's your money. money. Yeah, yes. it's your money. So 
being that no job fired me or anything and I had just come off tour and we weren't going back on for like three months I said okay let, let me see what I can get I was able to get the unemployment and what Good. I did was I, I took all of my pennies that I had just had out of my wallet or mm-hmm. in the jar and I rolled them up and I brought them to the bank and I opened my business account with $44 in coins. Now, mind you, wow. I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't like poor or anything. Like, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, but you just took everything that was just laying around and made yeah. use of it. Yeah. And in this case, coins. Yes. I took all the pennies that I had and I said, I'm not going to waste anything. If I'm going to put all of this stuff into my gifts, that's what I'm going to do. And I opened the bank account. And from there, things just started soaring. My, my first, my first project under sugar productions. Well, I I shot a music video. So it was a, it was a very sexy video. Cool. (laughs) I I did. It's like a tribute to Jill Scott. It was very sexy. It's called all I, and then I shot a gospel music video and then I did uh, a documentary and, and shorts for the New York city construction authority i think i think i remember seeing this yeah yeah so i i learned everything that i could about the bridges and tunnels and how the construction workers have their programs how they recruit them all that stuff because i said y'all not gonna tell me that i'm i'm a dumb creator like that's not what we're doing (laughs) so i did a bunch of genres yes and i also did an arts video so that i could have a wide range for if if clients want videos done so for media for film for television so while all that was going on you know we were doing pilots and stuff like that so i i just made sure that sugar productions was going to be as i I guess we could say what multifaceted versatile and and, uh, and you know what it's funny that you just brought that up it's interesting that you just brought that up about the bridges and the tunnels and the Mm -hmm. documentary thing for that and a lot of people outside of new york don't realize that and you know for the record this is we i have a very sizable international audience here so people mm-hmm. listening from everywhere across mm-hmm. the uh the globe people don't realize that in new york um you know we may be the entertainment capital and the focal point of, of the country but new york is very much a white and blue collar yeah city yep. where Things like that matter more in the in the scheme of a business right. more so than filming celebrities and entertainment. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you know, people don't realize that like don't. that stuff is actually that's yeah the way of life in New York. So right, because what we did was I I would film the video and they would that's what they would use for their funding, you know, because the new york state gives grants and you know Mm -hmm. loans and all that to these different companies so my job was to give the information so that they could get this coin definitely and this was when bloomberg was in office so this was when the money this was in the budgets yeah yeah i used to go to all the fancy dinners oh my god wow yeah i think i remember yeah. seeing some of the early photos yeah, <laughs> yeah. i went to all of those a little wine yeah. was, and it's so interesting because that's when the cameras were still big like yeah they're big now yes. but they're more compact <laughs> was my little self they used to look at me like you're right i'm like i'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Now, now, now you dealing with you, you know, getting into these type of things and, you know, you're a black woman, you know, you're easy on the eyes and yes. <laughs> it's, it's something that can be a detriment at times, you know, yeah. and it's unfortunate that people try to judge based off looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine some of the things that you had to deal with you know, you, yeah. you, you're a very vibrant woman mm -hmm. um, with a very great spirit. And people, I hate to say this, but some people don't like that. Yeah, I noticed that too late. I noticed it too late. I already got hurt and smashed. My uh, heart already got smashed. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still dealing with it now. Um, you know, when you're bubbly and fun, there are a lot of people that may not take you as serious. And then when they see that you are serious and know your shit, you know, yeah, exactly. they start to treat you bad or, you know, I deal with a lot of sexism, which is weird because, you know, as black women, we're we're doing well right now. And mm -hmm. there's some guys that don't like that. They really and, don't. They really yeah. don't. Unfortunately, um, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, mm -hmm. I started my career under um, with a black woman who actually got me into TV production mm -hmm. and to see the responses that i had to deal with working with her you know she was the boss you know and mm -hmm. a lot of times they usually refer to her as my assistant and in some cases my niece um because mm -hmm. she looked young and it was just it was sad to see that especially with yeah the um yeah it, it was just uncalled for so it's 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 bad like i even had a situation recently in november where one of the guys that i was doing a project with he I said, hey, listen, one of the one of the editors, he's a young guy who wants to just expand his portfolio. Let's get him editing. And he he agreed that it was only gonna be like, was it he was only gonna give about three hundred dollars to the guy. I said it was, it was a quick like 20 second situation. So I was like, okay, being that he was an intern, this is gonna be his first thing, fine. So the guy gives $200. So I'm like, all right, you're going to give him $100 when you're done. Mm -hmm. And two weeks went by. Another week went by. I said, hey, you're not going to be asking this this intern to export all of these videos. He exported nine versions of the video. And, and I was like, you're not going to work his computer to death. You're not going to continuously do that and not pay the kid the rest of the hundred dollars exactly because in reality that's you know and even back then that's still two thousand dollars of work like dude what are you doing but i felt like if i was a white guy i felt like he wouldn't have done that to me yeah like, that's that's how i feel uh <sighs> you know and you try you try to be kind I, I, and i should have given him the original price that's what i should have done but you know i also want these interns to understand that they do have to work for opportunities as well yes you're gonna yes. get paid for this but you know you still you still have to you still have to work yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you still gotta put in the work and sometimes you do you know i think that that's the one thing and and you know you you've been in this business so long and you you understand where i'm going with this sometimes sometimes you have those gigs where it, look you don't necessarily do it for market rate um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you try to do it to sort of pat on the stats, so to speak, and possibly build a connection or a relationship with somebody. And, you know, it, it's just wild because people really don't um, 
you know, some people really try to take advantage of that. Yeah. And I don't play that. Not with my team. Like, anybody would tell you, I do not play that. There was a festival where they cut off the um, Mo Brown's Bodega. They cut it off in the middle of it. And I had to stand up and say, hey, like, these people paid $25 per ticket to, to, to see this. That ain't some, cheap. Some more. Some I think I think they charge like twenty eight dollars uh, for mm. people to come. Granted, it wasn't seventy five dollars, but you know it's a film festival. Yeah, but yeah, and... but twenty five is twenty five. Money is money. Yeah, and they cut it off. When I tell I was so mad. Oh my gosh! I mean, it caused quite a stir. <laughs> <laughs> they I know it definitely. I know it did. And, and they decided to shout out my name uh, at the awards ceremony. It was humiliating oh my god they were like uh, mo brown has an issue i was like oh mm. no i didn't say it like it wasn't an issue like that like that like come on but i also don't take poor treatment and i and and i think that's why i was so bothered at when i offered to have the intern be open to another opportunity and you're getting paid you're you're getting a, a discount and you still wanted to treat somebody poorly. I don't uh, like that. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like that either. And unfortunately, you know, people act like that's normal. And it's not. And it should not be normal. Yeah. Um, the, you know, there's, there's so many examples. Like, one guy got upset at me. He was like, I could light a room better than you any day. And I'm like, we're grown. I don't even care. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> me, <laughs> what's, what's happening here? Like, huh? I, and then I, I was on set. We were shooting a rock music video. And this white guy said to me, um, well, I'm not saying white guy like in a racist way. He was, I mean, mm. he was Caucasian. No, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. He was like, um, so how'd you get here? And I uh, said, same, I same way you did. The hell? That <laughs> I hate Dude. that. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, I was being, I was like the only. Let me see. It was myself and another black guy. So you know, I was in my feelings a little bit, but I said, you know, do what you need to do. So. Yeah, do what you need to do. So yeah, there, so. there's a lot of uh, issues that are have, I'll say challenges. Like I did one of the documentaries, documentary videos for one of the i'll say corporate companies mm -hmm. and they forgot my check at the office Ooh, so we were come already and i'm telling you, we were on the water at like chelsea pier everybody's enjoying they snapping lobster legs and i'm uh, looking like y'all premiered this video here on this big wonderful screen everybody's clapping Woo! and then the guy says Oh, I forgot your check at the office. And he taps my chin and says, You know I'm good for it. Like chin up, kid. <laughs> and walked away. And I was I will I still remember that feeling of me just standing there. It was like it it was almost in the middle of the, you know, open area of a, yeah. a boat, I guess you could say. And he tapped my chin, like with mm. head up, head up. You know, I'm good for it. And I'm looking like <laughs> I could have sworn I was a grown-up. What? How did I get treated like this? And he walked right away. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh my goodness. I was, I think maybe I was 29. Mm. Yeah. 
so wow yeah i felt really weird i mean there's 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 so many there's so many like examples like even when i was working on my music project um, i was singing pop rock music so i'm um, hating on love we had a, a beautiful band everything we toured mm -hmm. Going in to record and thinking that your session is going to be good and when you try to leave the session or step out You have the producer in your face trying to kiss you whoa, And you're like, whoa. okay, what's what's happening here? Like this is not like no, 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 no <laughs> I yeah. when I tell you mm -hmm. I worked hard my grandmother always told me to have my integrity and That's absolutely. what I do. Yeah, so absolutely Look, You know, I, I worked in that I worked in that business in the early 90s and yeah, some of the stuff that I, I saw with my own eyes is still baffling and, and we're talking crazy stuff and, and you know, that that's that's unquote. There's no room for that, you know. Yeah. I've, I've talked about this on previous episodes. There's no room for that. No, yeah. no room it's for it. It's so crazy. Like, even for Mo Brown's Bodega, um, when two networks were asking, I think these were new streaming uh, platforms at the time, mm -hmm. And everything was good, sent in, you know, the paperwork that I was supposed to send in. And then one of the other owners was sitting there asking me out on a date. And I'm like, can we focus on getting the show on here? Like, so it's, it's, it's interesting because you have to deal with, you know, okay, you're too kind. They want to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. you're, you, you stand up. You're known as a bitch. So it's mm -hmm. trying to have that balance between staying professional and whatever it is that you're doing, uh, but still trying to be your fun, authentic self can yeah. be a challenge, you know, especially when they don't like that you know what you're doing. So it's yeah, like a double win. That's, that's the thing with black men. Black men fear and hate black women who are actually smart. It's so interesting. That is and we don't sad, hate you guys smart. We love y'all smart. <laughs> we it love is you guys facts, smart. But it, it's, it's sad, but it is facts. I've seen it over mm -hmm. and over and over again in my years. And even today with some of the people I deal with, they fear black women who are actually smart. And that, that is effing sad, man. It yeah, is it's been sad. It's been an interesting journey, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, it has. Let's been. talk about let's talk about the bodega. You you have had an interesting journey with yeah, you know, with Brown's bodega. And I mm -hmm. remember watching you know the episode. There's a lot that goes into that, and I don't think people realize what goes yeah. into producing those type of segments, and also to really have the courage to do a lot of what you did in those segments you know yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have the balls to do half of that stuff that you were doing <laughs> we're TC season two <laughs> season two you know it's a little different because season one was like okay I have all of these these uh well actually how Mo Brown's Bodega came about because is that what let me let you finish answering asking the question <laughs> no, 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 you're good. No, no, you're good. Oh, okay. Don't worry about that. You, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, so I was hosting the African American Music Festival, mm -hmm. and I was actually doing the interviews for Black Enterprise, and I was performing. It was mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like, I, I, what I make sure when I'm working with artists, I'm like, rest. 
rest is so important because i did yes. not rest that is my message for this whole thing like <laughs> sleep okay <laughs> no it's not sleep when you die because if you don't sleep you're gonna die like exactly no. but uh so man it was crazy so uh, after i finished hosting that this was in maryland it was a great experience so they said okay we're gonna have you come back again next year. So I'm thinking, boom, perfect. I'm gonna go back next year. I'm gonna get this pop in. Um, and at that time, Bravo TV and WeTV were looking for um, new hosts, right? So mm -hmm. yep, I, I, was in, I was in the building at Bravo at that time. Go ahead. Okay. So they asked me, when I tell you, they asked me to do so many things. You have to do a self tape. You have to come mm -hmm. in. You have to, the scramble, scramble. Mm -hmm. And then one day I got this email and everyone said no at the same time. Everyone. Uh. So I was like, Ugh. so I was super sad. I remember calling my dad and saying, I won't be, no, I text him. I said, I won't be hosting. <laughs> I won't be hosting the show this year. Nobody wants me. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody. It's funny now when I think about it because I, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, because I do. <laughs> I'm my own person. It's like if you, you're lost, like for real. <laughs> but then I was kind of like, they made me do all this stuff and they don't even want me. So <laughs> it was crazy. So my friend said, you know, do your own. Do your own stuff. That's probably why things aren't working out because you running in places where you're not supposed to be. You have all the tools that you need. Sit down and focus on what you're doing. So I decided to take all of the acting skills, the singing, the dancing, and the writing. And I got 14 of my good friends together. And mm -hmm. I, I printed out a script for everyone. And I gave them each a $5 bill underneath the script. And I said that I would work hard to add zeros <laughs> and double it. And That's the thought uh, that counts. Right. And try my best to make this grow as much as I can. And they all supported. And they all had these ideas. And before you knew it, I had a writing team. And then <laughs> wow. I had all this amazingness. And we created Mo Brown's Bodega. I... I, well, we we won a few film festivals mm -hmm. it was all great and then i i brought someone on the team that wasn't really a part of the team and then next thing you know i got a a message saying check your instagram and allegedly you know the lawyer said that to say allegedly mm -hmm. the network named it mo better bodega um, i remember this i remember this yeah and so you know i got messages of you know who it was mm -hmm. and that was uh very tough for me to deal with because i trusted you know the producers i trusted the people on the team and sometimes people are not all for you you know no, they're and not they are not they are not and, and i know all too well about this because that same company did the same thing to us uh back in 2009 2010 i believe we were doing a test pilot uh for this very same company and and they mm -hmm. decided to essentially try to replicate the exact same show that we were doing for this 50 at the time myself maya to be lenny s and big light mm -hmm. so i totally know and when i saw that and i remember when that happened and you know i saw that and i said you gotta be effing kidding me man again this is what yeah. they're doing really mm -hmm. you know and i felt so bad for you because i know that the hard work that goes into 
these mm -hmm. type of things. You know, I worked in scripted TV. I worked in unscripted TV. I worked, you know, mostly behind the cameras for years at NBC and, and you know, a couple of other places, Condé Nast. So I, I, mm -hmm. I know what goes into yeah. these type of things. And to see that and, and especially to see someone who, you know, is just putting in the work and ain't trying to bother nobody. Yeah. And you got to right. deal with that, really? Yeah. You know? And, I was and, ready to fight on your behalf on that. You know? <laughs> no, I appreciate hearing that. There were there was quite a few people. Like my phone was going off nonstop. I would go to film festivals and people would mistakenly call it the other show. Mm. Oh, it was oh my god, it was, it was horrible when I think about it now. It's like, uh, but you know, and paying the lawyers like to I don't want to say too much, but like, you know. Yeah, to clean up the clean up the mess. Right. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was a lot, and then um, I did the fundraiser, and you know my other producing partners were like, just keep going, just keep going, keep shooting it. We have mm -hmm. the tools, we have everything that we need. Just keep going, and so we continued shooting season two, and then I had gotten, I had gotten sick. I had, I got a burnout. I experienced burnout. Mm, I know all too well about this. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. So I could not, I couldn't, I couldn't film because I didn't look like myself. And that was, that was, that was the challenge that I was going through with season two, which is why it hasn't, it hasn't come out yet. I wanted to make sure that I was at my best. So I signed with a distribution company and, uh, the deal didn't go as I like. So two weeks ago we canceled. And so now we're going to be sugar productions is just going to be releasing Mo Brown's Bodega season two. I hope people like it. A lot of, a lot of heartache and time went into it, you know, happiness as well. But, um, it, it, you know, it's definitely been a journey, you know, with the, with the series. And at the time when, this was happening with the network. Mm -hmm. I was also working on another pilot for the same network. So I think that that's what hurt me the most is because I would hear something from someone that says, Hey, your name came up in the meeting today. And I'm like, Oh, what meeting? You know, you get excited whenever mm -hmm. somebody tells you, Oh, your name came up in the meeting. Like, you know, the, my first meeting for Mo Brown's Bodega was at Viacom for MTV. Yeah. And the the guy that i went in with i guess he must have saw that they liked me and he pulled me outside and he was like hey you should let me be your manager for this and i was like but i got it under control <laughs> like i don't understand yeah, why. I mean, why why do why do men always act as if women particularly black women are not like not you know aware don't have awareness like yeah that's how I, it felt i don't i don't, but, I don't like that but I also think that, you know, a lot of things don't work out too. Cause you know, timing and I don't think that certain people were supposed to come with me on this journey. Absolutely. Because I, I feel like it would have, it, it would have been out already. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, that's also to say that would you have been in the same place mentally, you know, and to deal with somebody right. who doesn't have your best interests. Right. And that's, I think along this whole journey, I've learned discernment. Yeah. I know that. I mean, you, you you almost have to. Some people they just come in your life and they are just there for a certain yeah. amount of time, and that is it. You know, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. I always tell my friends and I tell my colleagues this as well. Um, I don't want to start sounding old, my sounding my <laughs> age, but <laughs> you're not but old. We like them you your know. age. We don't like them young. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. not with, you know, but 
you know, since look, I've been doing this since you know. I, I mean, I've been in the entertainment business in general since '93, but mm-hmm. on the TV side since '07. And I always tell a lot of my colleagues that there is nothing wrong with sometimes having to change your your people, change your circle. Yeah. You know, sometimes change the your your people that are you know side by side with you, your your comrades. Sometimes you you go through a certain era with people, and then you switch eras. You go through a new era with different people. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Not everybody is meant to sometimes go with you through a new era. You know, and and sometimes certain people's time is up. That's it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. And I think that that's something that we are still kind of dealing with you know just because of the fact that we always want to bring people with us no matter what but not everybody's going to come with you everywhere yeah that that hurt for me (laughs) i can only imagine i can look i i've had to deal with a change of circles for years and and it's tough it's it's tough because you want everybody to come along with you but not everybody's Mm -hmm. meant to be there yeah just just for various reasons you know yeah I mean, you know. but I am grateful for being able to do other wonderful projects and films and all of that. In meanwhile, you know, Mo Brown's Bodega is there because, like, we we have a full feature that's not shot yet. Like, you know, there's there's other things that are happening. So I am grateful that I was able to maintain my mental health. That's uh, very important. That's yeah, very important. I have a strong support system of friends that, you know, keep, keep me on, that's keep me up, you as know? Well. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I want mean, you to stay strong. Tough out here. It's tough out here. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so it's I, very tough. It, it, it's definitely been a challenge, but I knew, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to do. And and before I even before I even sent in like my paperwork so that I could get everything done for Sugar Productions, I decided that I wanted to how can I say this? So I had a, ju- a jewelry line. And mm-hmm. it was just something so that I could start my cuz I have a skincare line called Mo Body yes, Butter. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to shout out to my childhood friend Ricky Fontaine. He was checking your joint out. I think you were on oh. the show as well. Yay! That's nice. All world radio. Yeah, I've yeah. Known since he was one. That's my yeah. next door neighbor for thirty <laughs> years. Yep. That's good to hear. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew that I wanted to help people with with something that's practical. Because yes, you have everything with the entertainment industry, but like I said, you know, when if stock markets crash, if all kind of stuff happens, entertainment <laughs> seems to be uh, an interesting thing. Like people are gonna stay home and do Netflix. They're not gonna go out. Exactly. Show, okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right, what can you create that's a staple that's always gonna be able to help people in this world? Oh, something that's gonna help them with their skin. But I also, ha- you know, I-, I was suffering from psoriasis. You know, I had stress and stuff like that. Yeah. So I said, okay. I'm going to whatever monies I make from this jewelry um, and from these uh, accessories, I'm going to put into Mo Body Butter and Mo Body Butter is going to fund Sugar Productions and Sugar Productions is going to grow. And then Mo Body Butter, of course, is going to be, uh, what's the word? Um, Not run by, but how I, like Sugar Productions is what carries, what takes care of everything. And it worked out. I was scared, but... Mm -hmm. 
It worked out. It worked out. Wait, 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 wait. Demo Brown, who who just told me a crazy story about jumping into everything you've jumped into. <laughs> you were scared about that? So, okay, should I say the word scared? I was excited. We're not scared. But I Let's think... just say you had a little bit of reservations. That's that's probably a good Okay, wait, say. let me see. No, I didn't have reservations. What it was, was when people see that you... When they know you as one thing and then you introduce something else. I agree on this. Yes, I totally agree on this. Go ahead. So I had to make sure that I made my brand strong. I had to make sure that I made my appearance strong so that whatever I present to the world, they will know that it's coming from something that's deeply rooted, worked on, nourished, cared for, and intention set on it. So... I think I don't know if I want to use the word scared because if I was scared, I would say, "Hey, hey, hey I'm scared." Uh, you know, I just think I, I mm-hmm. think the I think the good thing, and I don't mean to cut you off, Mo, but see, I'm I'm in a zone now. I think the good thing, <laughs> I think the good thing. So the cool thing about you launching that is that you are. Uh, uh, this is a term that I usually use to a lot of my clients. Shout out to Special Ed. This is a term that I usually mm-hmm. use a lot of my clients. You are trusted. You're trusted. Your, your skin yeah. is immaculate. You know, your skin is immaculate. Your glow is impeccable. So if you announce that you're launching a skincare brand, I'm buying. Because you're uh-huh. trusted already because of your interest and your taste. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people sometimes don't realize. That is very important in the grand scheme of things. When you're yeah. launching something and that you need to be trusted with this type of venture that you're getting into. Yeah. So when I saw that you were launching the the skincare uh, yeah, arm, body mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't even surprised because I said, "Whoa, I mean, you know, the glow is there, the skin is there, you know, you're immaculate. So of course I'm, of course I'm trusting this. You know, yeah. I mean, why not? You know." <laughs> That's good to hear. I get good reviews too. Um, I haven't uh, done um, another massive promo because when I had the when I when I experienced the burnout, that's when I that's when I had a massive promo, and I was like, mm. "Oh shoot!" I remember that promo. Be. I remember the promo. Yeah. Like, if it's the same one, I remember. Yeah. Yes. It, it, yes. I what I've learned in the process is you need to be ready for what you pray for. <laughs> because yeah. if you're not ready, you going down. There was a lot going on in that promo. Mode. It was a <laughs> <laughs> you know sexy thing. Yeah, the promo, and I said, "Oh, <laughs> wow!" I said, "The promo's nice." Yeah, oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> they like the oil too. They like to. <laughs> I mean, but you know what, Mo? These are good problems to have. I mean, these are good problems. Yeah. That, that was a good yeah. problem to have is that you're able to do that and you get the response that you get for that. Now, obviously, you're selling a, a product, but of course, people are looking at the promo. <laughs> this lady was like, What are we selling here? I said, Ma'am, I am not dead naked. <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, hey, these, these are good problems to have. <laughs> yeah, right? 
So you no, know, I move, but, but I move slow with it. Mm-hmm. Burnout is real, and yeah, know, that's that's how I launched my men's accessories brand, really from burnout mm. and, uh, and TV. I, I think I was working at Fox News at the time, and and you know, working in cable news, you're gonna get burnout. Yeah, what? And I mean, you were able to really get through that burnout, and and I don't want to say reinvent yourself because I don't consider it reinvent, but you were really right. able to. Be resilient. Reboot. You just yeah. kind of reboot what you already had right. and really uh, 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 kind of come back with a new yeah. sense of urgency. Did, did you feel any pressure to go back to what you were doing or to really, or, or was it just people just going to have to really embrace this new version? Well, it's not new version, but enhance really it. Right. Yeah. So, what happened was I did a post. This was October 2019. Mm-hmm. What happened was I was re so I realized that all my walls were white mm-hmm. and I didn't have any of my film festival awards, none of my playbills on the walls, nothing. So I was continuously asking for things, but I wasn't appreciating the things that I already had. So, and and I don't want to say I wasn't appreciating it, but I felt like I could have appreciated it more or acknowledged it more. So I I had all of my playbills locked in a closet in a Tupperware bin in the back, in the dark. And when I pulled out all of the work, I, it was like a mental breakdown. It was like, oh my goodness, how dare I ask for so many things and be so eager to move forward when I haven't even acknowledged the, you know, the blessing that I got, you know, last month with this. And I just, I got so sad. And, you know, between burnout and running, like not sleeping and all of that, I got really sick. I, um, I experienced mm. fibroids and the hemorrhaging. It just continued spiraling, spiraling. And then I realized, oh, shoot, you don't have any energy for yourself because you gave everything out to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I had to dial it back in and take care of myself. And do my checklist on what was most important and what what's my goal? What is my goal for what I'm doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Because if you don't have your why and your intentions, like, you know, you can lose track and lose sight of, of what you're doing. So I had to start journaling and really, really write what it is that I wanted for myself and where I saw Sugar Productions and Mo Brown Sugar as the entertainer. And then I started realizing, whoa, I am so much more than what I thought that I was because even now I paint and I didn't, I I had to do that as therapy. But when I look at my artwork now and people are like, oh, we want to buy your artwork. I'm like, no, I'm I'm only, I'm only an entertainer. Like a filmmaker, like no, (laughs) no. And they're like, Hey, Steven Spielberg does is, is a painter. Chris Brown is a painter. Uh, Lucy Liu is a painter. Mm-hmm. The the guy that does Edward Scissorhands, I love him. He's also a painter. Yeah, a couple of former so, presidents are painters as well. So yeah, yeah. So I was kind of like, oh shoot. So it 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 expanded me and allowed me to be my full my full self. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and 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 bring some of the things that I've learned from artwork into what I'm doing as a business. I I noticed that I I might have a slight little issue with being uh, the perfectionist 
<laughs> I see nothing wrong with that, Mo. I see nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, but I have I mean, a whole bunch of content that I haven't even put out yet because I'm like, it's not right yet. It's not right. It's not right yet. So we are we are working on that part because you know it's progress over perfection, and it's very true because <laughs> you don't you don't. I I have a lot of stuff in the vault. I do, mm-hmm. and I I want it to come out. For example. I have a film called Tears of a Phoenix. This is the film that we shot this in like 2012. This is the one that we, um, I won the Black Women's Film Network Award for that. Okay. And it was, it was a great experience. The film is about a little girl named Michael. And there's a lot of serious situations that are happening in the film. And it, it allowed me to show my skill set as a, um, as a director, but when the first distribution company, di- when that didn't work out, I got I got sad, and I just I had it sitting there. I ch- you know, we tried to send it to own, we tried to send it to a bunch of networks, but I, I'm, I, it was either too short or it was too long because you know they have shorts, then they have the full feature. So I just felt yeah. like I was in the middle. I was like, where do I go? Like, what do I do? But I'm I I also realized that there's certain like like I said. Sometimes you're not supposed to be running everywhere else And you're supposed to just be sitting there focusing on what you have And so now Going through this second round Of distribution company and not working out I'm like yeah I think I'm supposed to be doing this Myself so We're gonna We're we're gonna be releasing some of the stuff in the vault And I'm gonna stop being a professional. <laughs> well, I mean, well, in all fairness, Mo, it's look, you you grew up with a lot of heightened expectations and having parents that instill yeah. not necessarily the expectations, but just also the ability to understand that you can go out and do these things. I don't right. see anything wrong with that. I mean, it's I, I appreciate people who want to put out quality and, and high standard stuff versus somebody who just throws stuff out there. And yeah. doesn't realize what it is. So no, I yeah, see totally. nothing wrong with that, you know? Okay. <laughs> no, I see no, no, come on now, Mo. Nah. You you know, when when you have as many talents as you have, that is important because image is everything, especially in this current social media era where yeah, totally. everything is just micromanaged, everything is micro yeah. scope with, you know, doesn't matter one little thing you put out. This is something that I always talk, and I keep bringing him up in Congo. This is something I always talk to Ed about, special Ed. I always mm-hmm. bring this up to Ed and Convo, is that you don't want to throw out anything just to throw it out because image is everything. You don't want to be on Bossip's headlines. Yeah, you don't right. Don't want to be on Bossip's <laughs> headlines. So, yeah, you know that's that's key. Um, I, I look at everything that you're doing now and. And you know we we're looking a couple of years ahead, and look, I've never asked anybody what's next because there's only one one there's only one person that has that answer, and it's not both <laughs> of us. But I will say that big business, you know, ahead, and and you you have this project you want to still release, and I know there's probably a couple of other things that you want to get into. We already have season two of the Bodega in the in the bag, yeah. ready to go. Oh, I have a lot to say right now. (laughs) (laughs) Speak it. Speak it. Yes. Speak it. Well, right now, I am currently in the film festival markets for, um, I have a, so one film is called Fade. It's a sci-fi film. Uh, My 
producing partner. His name is Lavaro Jones. We just finished doing the Mishu. I, I want to make sure I'm not saying that name wrong. Mishu Film Festival in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just finished speaking on the, the panel for the what is it? The Black Excellence Film Festival. Um, I also have another series that's in the festival called IFQ. It's called IF and Quit. We shot that a few years ago, but <laughs> I like now that, I like that. It's, it's like a younger version of The Office. Okay. Uh, which is really cool. And um, I did a voiceover for this other short called Plant Story, I um, think it is. So there's a few film fest- film festivals that we're in right now. And I am releasing. So the artist that I'm working with and coaching with, uh, coaching, her name is Miqua L. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, she, I don't want her to kick my butt. Miqua L. You know, I have to yes. the L. Yes, I've been saying it wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miqua L. We have a new single coming out called You Know My Body. And it's been awesome producing with this young lady. She's 24. She can sang sang. I've been coaching her since she was 17. So we just released the second music video. It's a live performance. I haven't done the full promo on it, but I see that people have been watching it already. So I have to do the promos (laughs) on that. Yeah. So between, between producing the music and having the shows, (laughs) it's been a lot and we're starting mic check wednesdays again so um with the live show with the artist yeah it's about to be bananas it, yeah because i'm hearing all this now i'm like i'm not doing enough right now in my life <laughs> no you are no you are you are um, <laughs> you are i, I, will, I will ask I'm, I'm gonna get you out of here but i want to ask you a couple of things what fuels you at this you have been doing this for long and we're not gonna mm-hmm. throw ages out there but You've been doing this for a long minute since. I can say well, how old I am. Okay. I'm I'm 39. You look incredible. <laughs> Thank you. I'm 39 and fine. I would have never <laughs> thought that. I thought you were still in your 20s. No. What, what fuels What fuels you at this stage? Because you know, I remember when I was your age back in 2015. And that was when I dealt with my burnout and it was real. And I didn't yeah. really know, I think I was coming off a Condé Nast uh, uh, run where we had helped launch the scene.com. And I think I was working for Vanity Fair and I was mm. still doing my TV work, but it, was, it wasn't really, yeah, I was I was doing Fox News and, and uh, a few other things. And I was still doing Fashion Week stuff. So I was still working for Fashion Week online. Just doing Fashion Week alone is a lot. Don't tell me about <laughs> it. And I think I, had, or I, think I was yeah. into this brand, into Sweet 929. But back then it was it was video only. Um, what what fuels you at this stage um, of, of being now an experienced, seasoned, I don't want to say veteran. I don't want to make it sound old, but right. a, a seasoned yet still hungry entertainer, overall mm-hmm. executive. Because you're not a producer; you're oh, yeah. an executive. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, well, I'll think first. I can't believe I just said uh. <laughs> that. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'm so finicky on uh. My mentees keep me going. I didn't have. What I do for them and with them, I didn't have. There was, you know, being being Caribbean, 
you either had to be a nurse or a doctor. They was not yes. trying to hear you be anything else. Okay? Facts. So, <laughs> when you're able to see the, the endless possibilities and the things that you're able to do, I just want to make sure that I pour that into someone else because I don't want them to go through any of the mental stopping that, you know, we go through in our minds. Mental stopping. You know what I meant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I know what you meant. Yes, uh, in our minds. So my my mentees keep me going. Of course, you know we want to say God, but I, I think that I have a I don't know. It's just like a natural passion. Like I, it's just in my being. Like I swear, I know that I'm here to make the world a better place. <laughs> like with whatever I do, I can't be here for no reason. You know, I I made it through. Yeah, I made it through hemorrhaging. You know, with a 6.4 hemoglobin levels, I I think that me fighting to to be better and live better lets me know that I have more to do. So it keeps me going. Did that, does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes total yeah. sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, for the record, I, I, I was, you know, definitely following when you, when you had, you know, kind of went through a lot of the changes and stuff like that. And, um, it was just great to see you bounce back and 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 bounce back to doing things, you know. And, yeah. Um, that's that's a beautiful yeah. thing. I'm gonna get you out of here. I'm gonna, gonna okay. ask you the infamous question: Which one of these words really defines you at this point? Redesign, rebuild, reclaim. It could be one, two, three, none, any. Ooh, that's an interesting question because I feel like. Hmm. I'll say rebuild Mm -hmm. because it is not easy to coach yourself. So yes, while everybody wants to be these these teachers, these coaches, these amazing people, but when you're down and out and you're not even able to coach yourself, (laughs) it's a challenge. (laughs) It's easy to tell somebody else what to do, but when you have to focus inward, it's work. So uh, to re to be able to rebuild myself from being down, I'm I'm extremely proud of myself. I'm extremely grateful, and I feel unstoppable. I feel unstoppable. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't even know what to say. I feel excited to be able to tackle the next thing in my life. I'm looking forward to my future. I know that my life can be different in 10 years. So I feel like my, although I'm aware and do have like, you know, boundaries for my life, but I'm also open to how you can expand in your life. And there's so many people that don't respect older people, but I feel like there's so much that we learn and we can navigate just better if we're gonna live until we're like 98, 100. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) You know? I hope that made sense what I was saying. It made complete okay. sense. Great. You please, yeah. you are a boss. You are an inspiration. You know, you do it with poise, you do it with, with with grace, you do it with dignity and pride. And that's something that I've followed throughout your, you know, I least, at least the part of the career that I've known. Yeah. You. And, <laughs> I appreciate that. That is something that sometimes a lot of people out here don't get. But they need to get it because yeah, it, yeah, it can really help them out in the long yes. term. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I appreciate that. I really do. I'm receiving it. Yeah, I, I've I really always, am. I have always admired what you've done, and, and you, you know, at one point you've even 
lit a fire under my ass a couple of times, you know, when you had the bodega <laughs> going on, a couple other things when you first started the bodega. And, uh-huh. you know, I said, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get going here. Cause, yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta get going. I can't just sit around. So it's, it's, it's just great to have watched your career from the outside looking in, um, you know, for this that. amount of time. And, um, I'm always looking forward to what you have next. And, and I'm not saying that for shits and giggles on this podcast, that is facts. Um, Shiner can tell you that anybody anybody <laughs> we know can tell you that I've always followed and admired what you've done and Thank you know you. Um, I look forward to the next set of things that you're going to do to disrupt out here <laughs> disrupt because yeah. you have been a disruptor and I never used that term earlier in this, this podcast but you are a master disruptor and I love everything I, and the thing about it is that <laughs> I just flow and do what I feel, you know, like I literally just do what I feel. I don't, uh, I plan, but I don't, I don't think about it too much. Cause I, I feel like why would, why would God give me all of this if I couldn't execute or if I couldn't put it out? Like this just didn't come in my head for no reason. Do it. Absolutely. So I, I'm, and I'm big on that. And I'm the number one, like, I'm a motivator. Like, I'd be like, come on, come on, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. Definitely, Thank you so much. Definitely. Of course, of course. I appreciate you being on here. And um, I you. hope people can understand <laughs> and learn from this today. And, um, you know, when they listen to this. And, and um, again, I, I'm just grateful to have you on. I've been trying to have you on all seasons. So, I'm just <laughs> grateful. I'm just yeah. grateful to finally have you on. This was definitely a goal of mine to have you on this season. And um, I'm glad I was able to get you on. So you can check out Redesign, Rebuild, Reclaim. All episodes are on Sweet 929, Spotify, and Apple, I guess. <laughs> all episodes are presented by Sweet 929. And all of our guests appear courtesy of the Tech We Like hotline. And I want to thank everybody real quick for listening in. This show has really done a lot. I was not expecting, I figured maybe about five or 10 people listening, but to see these numbers and to see tens of thousands of people from all across the globe listening in, from Liberia and South Africa and, and Germany and, and uh, London and, and China, shout out to Justin yeah. Stanton, and to be able to have all these people listening in from all parts of the globe, Medellin, Colombia. I'm just so appreciative mm-hmm. to everyone listening in. I know sometimes I don't respond to those DMs. My apologies that as a slippery slope, mm-hmm. but I want to just um, thank everybody for listening in. I also want to shout out my team. I want to shout out Nicole Blake, you know, who really keeps me in check um, in terms of just making sure that I'm on uh, point on the business side and, and strategic relationships. I also want to shout out Shonda Foster as well, who you guys know as the co-host over at The Day She X's Knows, but she's also a very acclaimed producer as well in her own right. I'm just I'm just grateful to everyone. This, is, <laughs> this has been a journey, you guys. Yeah. You know, I did not want to do this podcast. I don't host. <laughs> and when I could not get the people who I wanted to host on board, I decided to do it myself. So I'm just so grateful to everyone listening in mo i'm so appreciative for you yay i'm appreciative (laughs) of you and i'm grateful and um again you know i continue to be a fan first because i appreciate you absolutely till next time everyone signing off